Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Today's message, oh, don't forget, share. Take out your phone, share. If you didn't share, share it. I need you to share. Like we're getting testimonies, right? You gave me a good one the other day. People, people know. I love hearing this. People, people know. Comment, because you shared it. Somebody shared it. I didn't mention who. It was a great text. People getting touched by God because you took, you just shared it. You hear anyway. Share it, bro. What, somebody going to get mad? Like, you need more Christmas presents for Christmas. Give me a break. No, you don't. What are they going to do? Come on, man. Share it. I don't want my friends to know I go to church. Then you're a compromiser. Ooh, do you like that? I'm so aggressive, ain't I? Yeah, like, I don't want my friends to know I go to church. What, what are you, a closet Christian? Come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, I can't tell my friends I go to church. Pfft. What's wrong with you, man? You better get new friends. You know what I'm saying? I don't want nobody to know. I don't want people to know. And look, if, I, if you're worried about me, don't, 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 you don't know how to post it because of me. Go post something, but you, your friends should know you're saved. Going to heaven. All my neighbors know what I do. Because I told them the local church sent me, banged on their door. <laughs> I did it Easter. I made the kids do it. I rang the doorbell and made them give out postcards one time. Ding dong. And I stepped back. I'm like, go ahead, do it. They're like, hey, we want to give you this? It was an Easter card. <laughs> yeah, I drive them all up a wall. They don't know what I do. You know, they're like, are you one of those? I said, no, 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 no. I'm saying going to heaven. You know what I mean? They got problems, they'll call you. They got stuff. You know, you're nuts until they need something. All you guys go to church every week. Then they got a problem. Somebody's sick. They call your house. They bring them to your house. They'll find you. They'll come to the church. They come once a year when they need something. But it's okay. We're all right with it. Now, today's message, everybody ready to go? I want to know the movement. Now, listen to me. Why does everybody got to learn this? I'm going to tell you why everybody's going to learn this lesson today. There is levels of seasons that you're going to go through with God that you have to realize it feels like you're, it feels like you're mortifying yourself, which basically means like you feel like you're dying. Everywhere you turn, it doesn't look like anything's working right, and you have to hold on through the crucifixion of the flesh. What we're talking about today is this. We like to call this in the church world, you're crucifying your flesh. We don't talk about this stuff no more because nobody likes this kind of Christianity. It was funny. I was talking to somebody else this week, cracked me up, you know what I mean? We were laughing about it a little bit, and it was like this. Every time you look at certain seasons of Christianity, everything looks like it's great, and then my life doesn't look like it's that great. And I think like I'm a Christian dud. Maybe I'm a defected Christian, you know? Have you ever felt like you were a defected Christian? Don't raise your hand. But you ever feel like, you know, like, you ever feel like you're in a club like this? Like, everybody's life looks like, you know, like, to leave it to Beaver, to Waltons, you know? Like, good night, John boy. And their life's like, all oh, perfect. You know, white picket fence and everything great. And I got this crew over here, and I'm going, Oh, yeah, we're, we're doing good, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, we're out of our mind. No, my life's not like that. Have you ever felt like that in Christianity? Like, everybody's rosy for everybody else, and I feel like actually running my car over people, and, and uh, the thing is, don't, maybe that's you too. Okay, good. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what's going on is that it always doesn't seem like it's simple as everybody's making it. Am I, am I the only one that's struggling with, like, 
thinking thoughts I shouldn't think and overcoming things and stuff like this. And if you're not careful with the Christianity that we pump out there, like the billboard, it's like, you know, Coca-Cola and all these advertising companies don't throw this thing out there. Hey, our soft drink's great to most people, but some people don't like it. They never send the brand like that. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, 87% of America drinks our stuff. You know what I mean? 13% of it thinks it's garbage. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, why? Because you never really tell the other side of the story. You only tell the good side of the story. So sometimes the message can be, everything's good. And it is good, but sometimes my life don't look good, and I don't feel like everything's working out. So maybe am I defective, or is there something wrong with me? Or are you guys not telling me something I need to know? Well, there's a level of this thing I don't think a lot of people are telling you, so today I'm going to tell you the Bible's real clear that you got to crucify your flesh, and I got news for you. That means you got to do it on your own because ain't nobody going to do it for you because your flesh is crazy, and sometimes it wants what it wants, even though what it wants isn't good for you. So I want you to look at some scriptures today. I think it's a, I really do. I think it's a powerful message. I want you to look at me to Galatians 5.24. The Holy Spirit is the key to this because you need him to get the power over your flesh. Because this is what you got to know. He is the crucifier of your flesh. Look at Galatians 5.24. And we're going to look at this. And then 5.24. And then the real cool part is this. If you're going to be led by the Spirit, you're going to choose to be chosen. You're going to go to another level. You're going to walk with Christianity at another level. Guess what? Somebody better come along and tell you this. That this road that you're on is great. It's taking you to the right place. But I promise you, you're going to have to go through some seasons where you tell yourself no. Because what I found out in the beginning of this was my greatest battle was not the devil. It was the guy in the mirror. Because that person in the mirror each and every day is waiting for me, trying to tell me that I'm something that God said I'm not. Because God said he's got a whole, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. I'm a whole better than you think I am kind of God. But the thing is, you don't think like that, and it's in here. And you got to fight this nature, and you got to transform this life. So look what it says here as we get in this and read this. This is important because it's the truth, right? And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with its affections and lusts. That's its desires. You understand that? Now, that ain't just sensual stuff, you know, stuff like, ooh, you know, you're all weird like that. No, that's not saying that. What he's saying is this. Your flesh has got some ideas you need to shut down. And you got, you got to crucify your flesh. How many of you have some kind of behavior patterns? Don't raise your hand. There's some things besides the external, internal, that you got to shut down. Crucify means dead in, mortin, basically kill it. Mortification means to kill your flesh. Because you got a fallen nature, you got to kill. Does that make sense? And it doesn't get disciplined without death. You got to kill it, starve it. Ain't that cool? How many of you went to go lose weight? You know what I mean? Don't raise your hand. But right, you went to lose weight? How many of you got, all these people are like, you go on a diet. Every diet I've ever been on, you hungry. <laughs> these people are just suffer such garbage. You know, oh, you can be on this diet and you never get hungry. And then how do you lose weight if you don't get hungry? You know what I'm saying? How many of you fast and prayed with us? You know, when we fast and pray, you're like, this is great. Oh, my God. Right? Am I right? You know, you fast and pray, or you don't get to eat when you want to eat, or something like, my God, man, it's, your body starts dying. Don't you start screaming? Yeah, you do. Look what it says up here. It says, if you're with Christ, then what? And if they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with its afflictions and lusts. I like that. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. So you living in the Spirit? Then if you're going to walk in the Spirit, what's this walk going to be? A walk where you start overcoming the flesh through crucifixion. 
Number one tool, write this down. Number one tool for you to crucify your flesh is be led by the Spirit of God. You're going to be chosen. You're going you're gonna to be in this thing. You're going to have to be led by the Spirit of God. That means you're going to have to yield to the Spirit of God. You're going to have to walk, work with the Holy Ghost. That's why when I got you praying with me five minutes a day in tongues, you're sitting over there, I don't know what I'm doing. Don't ask what you're doing. It's good for you. Just get in there and let's go. Why? Because you have to start yielding to the Spirit of God. Remember we left off last week? Your words have to be controlled by your spirit. Your tongue is wicked, man. You got to yield, man. So you, you got to pull this in, and I want you to be, I, I told you I got a real good teaching anointing moment today, so I'm going to go slow, okay? So check this out. Your flesh needs to be killed. Let me explain it. That's rough language. What does it mean? You cannot give your body what it wants. Your body didn't want to get up and come to church this morning. Hello? You understand this? Now, I'm going to explain to you what's going on. Because you got to realize, people say, well, what is there? What, is, what are you trying to say? What's wrong with me? There ain't nothing wrong with you. You just got to fall in nature. Okay? The concept of crucifying the flesh in Galatians 5.24 was Paul explaining this. They crucifying the flesh, passions and desires. Now, that's not sensual or weird. You know what that is? I ain't got no desire to read no Bible. All you Christians that tell me you get up every day and you cannot wait to read your Bible, stop it. Y'all probably retired and got nothing to do all day. Stop. Just kidding. It's a joke. No. You, you got to laugh, man. You deserve to be retired. I ain't laughing with that. I'm, I, I, you, you know what I'm saying? You get up, you busy too. Not every day you get up and have this longing, craving to go be in prayer. and pray. You got a longing and craving every day to go pray in tongues? Nah, some days it's like a weight, ain't it? Especially when the intercession comes on you. So don't look up here and go, oh, this is going to happen automatically. Automatically, one day, rainbows all line in the sky and flowery pixie dust comes flying out and you like doing this. No, you got to get clear vision to understand why. I'm giving you clear vision. If you're going to walk in the spirit, you got to yield to the spirit and you got to start doing this stuff it takes. You train in the spirit. You see this thing? And you train in. So did you get what I said? So you got to destroy the effects, appetites, and desires of the flesh. This is going to be a real great sermon. You can feel it, can't you? Right? Watch. It's clear that crucifying the flesh was not something done to the believer, but by the believer. Did you get that? That means Jesus didn't do it. You got to do it. Prove it to me. Look at Romans 12, 1 and 2. Let's put that up there for argument's sake. Just put King James is fine. It's your job. This is what the church didn't tell you. This is the best sermon for everybody in the world to hear. The church, I'm supposed to crucify my flesh. Yes, we leave that out. You want to know why? We want you, just like the Coca-Cola thing, to think everything's great. There's nothing bad. You never go through nothing. I don't do that, but you know what I'm saying? But it's kind of sold like that. It's kind of sold. Who in the world told you you got to mortify yourself? If you would have come to church, how about the next time you invite somebody to church, hey, Bob, where you work with Bob? Hey, Bob, man, you need to come to church today. We're going to mortify ourselves at the church. It's a great experience. You come in. It's very comfortable. We're going to have a mortification. You're basically going to kill yourself. You're going to kill yourself slow, steady. It's going to be a progression. It's probably going to happen over years. But basically, you're not going to be able to do half the stuff you do right now, Bob. But come to church. It's going to be a great experience. Praise God. Bring your wife and kids. They're going to kill themselves too. It's going to be awesome. Come on in. Now, I say that. Please understand me. Some people have been through this, and you understand. I don't say those words lightly. But mortifying the flesh isn't a joke. 
Just like people, you know what I'm saying? But that's what it comes down to. You cannot, I know that sounds cute, but you get what I'm saying. Who's going to sign up for this? Who's going to come in and go, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. Let's go mortify. Let's not, let's just basically tell my body it can't get anything it wants because it wants what it wants when it wants it and you don't get nothing. Who's going to sign up for this? Nobody. But you got to realize something. If Jesus is asking you to do it, it's good for you. Look at what he says in Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Read it. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice. He's telling you right here now. You're going to show up alive, living sacrifice. Why do you got to show up alive, living sacrifice? Because if you don't, guess what? You can't transform. Be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why do you got to renew your mind? What do I got to mortify? You got to mortify your, your you got to realize this. You got to mortify your fallen nature. Because your fallen nature, nothing happened when you got born again. Your spirit got perfect. Your mind, your will, and your emotions still got the same. And your body, same thing. You didn't get grow hair. You didn't get skinnier. You didn't get, you didn't, I didn't wake up and look like Brad Pitt after I got saved. Come on. Come on, wake up. Just whatever you got to do. Whatever. Whoever you like. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Are you pulling this in? Yes. Nothing changed. So you got to transform. That's what he's talking about. So how do I do this? I got to have the Holy Spirit power. That's why Jesus said it's good for me to go. You can't live life without the Holy Ghost. You ain't great. Everybody gets mad about grace. Grace, grace, grace. They get mad about grace. Grace is the power of God to transform your life. You need it. Without it, you can't do it. You know that scripture I read to you in James about the Holy Spirit? Grace is the power of the Holy Spirit to transform your life. That's what it is. Did you, you know that? So you think you're going to do this on your own? You can't. So are you pulling this in? So now, how do I do it? Good. What is my flesh? Now watch this. Are you guys with me? Am I going slow enough? We could do this over the next couple weeks. I'm not in a hurry. How many are you going to come back next week? Come on, somebody. That's why you can't miss church. You can't miss church because you miss a piece of the puzzle. I got to put this puzzle together. The flesh that must be crucified is, now you understanding this now? Like, I'm giving you some good stuff here. And what do I got to crucify? What's this living sacrifice all about? What flesh do I have to crucify? It's the sin principle that exists in our fallen human nature. That's what you got to crucify. Because in your fallen nature, even though you're born again, how many, watch this, I'm going to show you. How many of you in your mind can go back to when you were a sinner? Don't go back there. But you can go back there in your mind, you can go back to your emotions, and you can go back there where you will if you choose to. Your body's going to go with you. You see this? Don't tell me you don't remember who you are. You can outgrow it, but you can go back to it. And it has to be crucified. Why? Because it wants to keep you there. Why? Because your body's crazy, man. It doesn't want to give up ground. It don't want to. It wants to do what it wants to do. It wants to do what it wants to do when it wants to do it. Why? Because it's nuts. You understand that? See what I'm saying? Where'd that come from? Now watch this. Oh, I want to do what I want to do. Remember, I told you that story a hundred times, Brother Norville smoking camel cigarettes. Man, remember that thing? He, was, he tried to quit smoking cigarettes. Now, all you people that smoke, be quiet. All right? I'm not picking on you. Like, does he know I'm smoking? Well, if you're smoking, you should, you should also quit smoking. It's bad for you. So let me just get this over with. Smoking cigarettes is bad for you. It's bad for your health. You know what I'm saying? It's not healthy. I'm on somebody's bandwagon right now. When I get like that and get in that thing, I'm picking on somebody. But I, I don't know who you are, so be quiet. I'm just, you don't get mad at the Amazon guy. Don't get mad at me. Drops packages off. Y'all excited. Oh, Amazon's here. Yay. UPS, great. FedEx, yeah. I come. You get like, oh, I don't like him. That ain't me. 
You got to quit that thing. It's bad for your health, okay? Leave me alone. I'm not telling you what to do. Just stop, right? And he said, oh, he was smoking, smoking. He started to quit, and he was smoking well, Chesterfields, you know? That's what it was, smoking Chesterfields. Chesterfield's got no, no filter. I'm smoking tobacco country, smoking, 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 smoking. And he said, that's it. God told him, you quit them cigarettes. So he put them down, and he said, five minutes in, his body said, he said, I want a Chesterfield. He said, shut up. You're not getting one. He said, five, ten minutes went by. You know, he's been smoking 20 years of his life. Whatever. He said, I want a Chesterfield. So in his body, give me a Chesterfield. He said, shut up. I ain't giving you no Chesterfields. I told him the story. He goes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, he said, I want a Chesterfield now. And he said, shut up, body. I ain't giving you one. And his body responded. He said, okay, then give me a Marlboro. <laughs> it's funny how it flies. That's a true story. It's funny how it does that, though, right? Like, yeah. oh, give me one of these. No, you don't get that. Okay, well, then can I have a snack? Can I have this? You know what I'm saying? Yep. You, know, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Stop lying. You know what I mean? Yeah, all the honest people know what I'm talking about. Like, hey, you know, you could just, you know, some of you know, oh, I don't understand what you're saying. Well, you know, smoke a lot of this or smoke a little bit. No, just give me a little bit. No, none of it. Oh, drink a lot of it or drink a little. No, drink none of it. None of it. None of it. Hey, that's your journey with God, not my business. But after God's dealing with you, you say, well, how do I overcome this? There's only one way. Power of the Holy Spirit. You start yielding to him, he starts giving you strength you didn't have. That's why Jesus knew. How do I crucify my flesh? Because you feed your flesh, it wants stuff. Don't it? What happens if you starve it? It forgets the taste of it. When you start getting this mortification, so, you know what I told him in the morning service? Ice cream don't taste good. Because everywhere you're turning, you're dying. You can't get out. It's like, I'm dying. I'm dying over here. I'm dying. You ever get there? And then you usually become a baby when that starts happening. You want your binky. Hey, mom, my binky, I'm so mad. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know. Watch when you start putting this thing. You start putting stuff down, and then guess what God starts doing? Okay. And you start feeling like you're dying in every area of your life because you can't get what you want, and you can't do what you want, and you can't say what you want, and you can't have what you want, and mortification starts kicking in, and you eat a tub of ice cream, and it tastes like garbage. You want to know why? Because I'm dying. I'm dying over here, and I'm dying over there, and Netflix doesn't work, and nothing works, and now this don't work, and that don't work, and I'm dying, and I look over here, I'm dying, and I look over there, I'm dying, and I look over there, I'm dying, and come to church, more death, die, die, die. I'm dying in every year, and I'm mad, and then you get mad, and then I had somebody, they ain't here, they, they said, Pastor Chris, I Cussed at God all week long. I said, great. His shoulders are big enough. He can handle it. And now you are showing yourself to God that you're a big baby. And you're finally starting to grow. Because you didn't get your little binky. Oh, big boy church is kicking in gear today. I want what I want. God, right. And then you start telling God your tithing record, your church attendance, your I serve shirt. And he don't care about none of it. Because he wants to see you grow. And the only way you grow is you got to die. Jesus said it best. Unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if if this thing gets in the dirt and stays there longer, why? You want to know why? You're packing yourself in the dirt. And when you tack yourself in the dirt, guess what comes? Pressure, pressure, pressure around that seed. Stay in the ground. Say, next time you start trying to stay in the ground, don't get up. Stay in the ground. Stay in the grave. Stay in the grave. Don't get out. Stay in the grave. Stay there. Stay in the grave. Don't come out. Stay there. It ain't done yet. Don't come out early. Let it do its work. And that grain of weed falls in the ground and dies. It'll bear much fruit. We're trying to get the fruit out of you, but you got to die first. You got to crucify some stuff. Come on, somebody. 
This is what today's about. I don't think I can do it. You can do it. He gave you the power of the Holy Spirit to do it. That's why you need them. Well, what in the world? What's the five minutes? The five minutes, the 10 minutes, the Bible. You want to know why you need this? Because you can't do it without them. And I'm going to tell you right here now. You ready for this? Let me fast track you to success. This is the only way to grow in God. Ain't no other way around it. I've been doing this for 30 years, man. Don't trust me. I know what I'm telling you. This is the truth. You got to look at some stuff and stare it in the face. Jesus found him. And we don't got to go there for time's sake because I, I, I stood a little bit. Remember when Jesus went in the garden of Gethsemane, he challenged the most. He said, can you not tarry me for one hour and pray? You know what he told him? He said this. He said, the hour of temptation is coming. He said this. He said, the flesh is, the flesh is so weak. He said, but the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He said, you can't stand with me for this time. And I said, no, we can't do it. You want to know why your flesh is weak? Because your flesh doesn't want to do it. He said, the spirit's willing, but the flesh is so weak. And they couldn't pray with him. And the greatest need of temptation. He told me, he said, guys, temptation's coming again. You got to be ready for this. Life's coming. Don't be weak. How do you get strong in the spirit? You got to lean on the Holy Ghost. That's why you got to press into the things of the spirit. That's why you got to get the app and start praying with me five minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. Why? You're starting to build a strong spirit. Amen. You're starting to get in the word and you're building a strong spirit. So when temptation comes knocking on the door, your head say, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to open the door? No, you're going to look through the window and go, nobody's home. Get out of here. Nobody's home. Get out of here. Nobody's home. Get out of here. Why? Because you're strong in the spirit. Come on, man. This is why you need to lean in the Holy Ghost. This is why you got to get over in this stuff. This is what I'm trying to show you how it is. This is what he said. Now, check this out. This is really cool. Don't paint, uh, Pastor Chris, don't paint this bad picture. It ain't a bad picture. It's how you grow. It's how you grow. This is how you do it. He said, mortify the deeds of the flesh. Well, that means there's going to be deeds of the flesh that want to rise up. I want what I want. And then when you start having that little baby pouting, we all do it, man. We have that baby pouty, mad, mad, didn't get your rattle. You know, I want my rattle. And you're screaming and yelling. and just. I'm telling you, a lot of you, when that season gone, everybody in this room knows what I'm talking about. Y'all live. You don't say no. And it's telling you, say, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> you just joined in. <laughs> it's coming. And when it comes, no, I know, I know what I'm talking about. Just do this. Just don't say a lot and don't call a lot of people and don't talk a lot. Just go, just go. Like, what are you doing? This is how I do it. I don't even want to start, bro. How you doing? Great. How you doing? Killing it. <laughs> just shut up, man, because there's no, you're not safe. God knows what you might say in that time because it's really kicking in. You might go off the rail, man. So I have one good friend that can know when you know, like, it ain't the time. Right? We, you good? We good? All right, cool. I got you back. Talk to you later. Because you don't want to say nothing that season. Because you might screw the whole thing up with your mouth. Y'all feeling me? Y'all located yet? I'm good at this, right? You know, like, can you read my mind? Was he, were you in my house? No, trust me. I'm in my own house. is nuts enough. I don't need to go to your house. Look, you know, are you seeing what I'm saying? And, this is what and then we go to church. It's like, hey, how you doing? No, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing. This is how I'm doing. Now watch this. Watch this now. Why? Now I said all that. Now give me a couple minutes here. The flesh must be crucified is the sin principle that exists in the flesh. Our bodies though not sinful in themselves. Do you understand this? Because you've got a glorified body, and it's going to come even stronger as it comes, because your body's still holy 
to, you know, to a degree. You understand? It's going to go to dirt, but you know what I mean? God's in you. You're right? holy ground. No, you're not. Your body's a temple of the living God. So there's a holiness to you. But watch this. Our bodies, though not sinful in themselves, naturally crave comfort and pleasure, and they too often succumb to temptation. Ain't that true? My body don't like no discomfort. Right? Neither does yours. Trust me. You understand that? So what does that mean? That's what this means. So sin tries to attach itself to the flesh, which becomes dominated, and the next thing you know, sinful passions are wayward deeds, are the flesh must be crucified. What does that mean? It means people just not paying attention, becoming bond. So let me ask you, this. what does carnal Christian mean? He's body ruled. He lives by his emotions. He lives by, he doesn't live out of the spirit. When you say somebody's carnal, you ever hear that word? Like, they're carnal, man. They're not spiritual or carnal. Have you ever heard that word carnal Christian? You know what that carnal Christian is? One that lives without restraint. So how do they get carnal? They got saved, same God, saved, full of, they just ain't disciplined in their body. If you don't discipline yourself, you're carnal. You look like the world, act like the world, talk like the world. Do everything the world's doing, and you're like, you know, what's wrong with them? They ain't running them wrong with them. They just carnal. They fed themselves something they shouldn't be feeding. I'm a word stickler. If it ain't the word, I don't talk it. If it ain't the word, I don't do it. My standard of Christianity is top rank, man. I don't play no games. I don't lower the bar. I don't play no. no. That's what I'm supposed to. I'm leading you. How in the world are you gonna go to war with a general and this jerk is hiding in a foxhole, don't want to fight? A break. I never, I don't, I've never been no military guy. God bless all you military guys. You ever been with a general that's going to go out there and walk out there and he's going to go hide in a foxhole because he ain't strong? Get out of here, man. I need to be the bar. You understand that? Yeah. So, Pastor Chris, you live like this, you better believe it. I buried myself a long time ago. Left me in the dirt. Left me there. And I wasn't coming out till I was right. That's how I'm going to get you there. I got the power. If you come under my authority in this church, I'm going to give you the power to live a life you couldn't live by yourself. Guys don't want to talk like that. I don't really care. I know the fast track to your success. Get in your life and you just listen, you can ride my coattails. The anointing will come on there to do it. That's how it works. Contact transmission of association. Kenneth Hagin, I said, how do you get that anointing like that? Association, environment, and influence. That's how you increase. You want to write that down, Jerry? This is how you, this is how you increase. I'm telling you how you do this. I, Kenneth Hagin, I wanted to know. I was like, what's this guy talking about? He said, three ways to increase the anointing on your life. Okay? There was three ways. It's in that book. It's a book, in that book, The Anointing. He talks about it. Okay? And I was like, what is it? Number one was, he said, uh, um, influence, environment, and uh, what's the other one I said? Association. That's it. Association, influence, and environment. Who you associate with, who is your influence, and the environment you put you in. It elevates the anointing on your life. That's how it worked. So you just say, and that's what they were telling me. That's what Doc told me. So you spend 90% of your time with the people that need you. You need to spend 90% of your time with the people you need. You got to make time. I got people the other day. Guy said to me, he th- a dude flew in a couple months ago. It's probably a year ago. He flew in. I said, how much money are you going to make doing all this stuff? He said, I don't care about how much money I'm going to make. I got, it's more important for me to spend time doing this than spend the time doing that. Because I'm going to make triple the money I'm going to make by, by, by getting instruction. You understand know it? You can't get that with everybody. I'm not expecting that, nor am I telling you that. You see, but you're going to be smart. You know how smart you are? You know what I mean? You got to go get around association with people that are smarter than you. You got to go fight for that mentorship because otherwise you outgrow your pond. You know what I'm saying? That's everybody. Whatever you're doing work, you got to get around the best. Get around the best company and just watch it. 
See what they do. Clean. Telling you, man, I tell you, fight. I used to, you know how you, you know how you become a better fighter? Watch film of guys you want to be like. You'll start getting their movements. Because I watched those generals back in the day. If I hang around some of these guys long enough, I'll pick up, I'll pick up their mannerisms. You know what I mean? Like I did. I started watching them. I watched how they did it. I watched how Brother Norval cast out devils. I watched how, you know, Shambach used to stick his fingers in deaf people's ears. Come out. I just did what he did. You imitate. One of those things is being an imitator of Christ. You imitate people till you find your own rhythm. Who cares? Works. Jesus laid a hand on sick. Spit on somebody. I don't care. You, bro, you can spit on me. If I'm going to get healed, spit in my face. I don't care less, right? So, I don't know. That's a little gross. Come on, laugh. You guys, calm down. It's a mortification service. If I don't give you a joke or two, you all be like mad. What you want in your rattle? I don't like church. I am, yeah. Where's my pinky? Look, I all, we all been here. Can I show you this, though? Can I show you how guys in the Bible did this? Can I give you like, five minutes? Oh, geez, where'd the time go? Turn around here and can I give you, let me give you two places and I'm done. Okay, ready? Number one, write this one down. When you read this, this is a new one, so you're going to love this. Uh, Amplified Classic, 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Going to read 24 through 27, and this is going to change your life. It can help you see something, and then I'm going to read Romans 8, and then we're done. Okay, you got 1 Corinthians 9, 24? Amplified Classic. Once they pop it up there, you'll see it. 1 Corinthians 9, 24, Amplified Classic. You're going to love it. And he talks about do you not know. Now, look, look three verses. I'm not going to overexpound. Then after this one, we're going to use that Romans, for the note takers, we're going to use Romans 8, 24 through 28 in the, say, oh, no, Passion. Okay, we're going to go to that Passion scripture right here. Stay here. Everybody look up. Do you not know? Now, now look at the screen. You're on the screen. The other one's going to be on screen. I don't mean to turn my back to you. I know that's kind of like not great, but I want you to see it. Do you not know? I got it up there. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run your race that you may what? Lay hold of the prize and make it yours. Now watch, this is Apostle Paul. He's talking about running this race, right? Choosing to be a champion, right? How many of you, how many of you want to run like Paul ran? How many of you want to win? Who wants to lose? Everybody that wants to lose? Who wants to be a loser? Raise your hand. Anybody that wants to live life being a total, complete loser? No hands. Okay. So then everybody else is set up for this. Okay. That might sound crazy, but it's like, well, I don't think I want to be Paul. Well, you want to be a loser? Okay, then you want to be Paul. So just go with it. Because everybody's trying to find the way out. Like, how do I get out of this? There's no way out. Christianity is a total setup. You're in. There ain't no way. It's the mob. You thought the mob was tough? This is way tougher. This is it. You're in with God. It's like God's like, that's it. I made the heavens and the earth. It's my rules. Okay. Push against that. You thought your mother was a piece of work? My mother's gold. God bless you. But you thought, you know... You thought your wife was a real, there you go. Don't, you better, some of you better behave because she's sitting next to you. Now every athlete who goes into training, now he's telling you an athlete. This is just over expounding what he was saying in the King James. Every athlete that goes into training does what? Conducts himself temporally and restricts himself in all things. So that means, what does that mean? I can't just, an athlete, right? We just seen the, they don't just get to eat what they want, do what they want. Train. You got to eat right, train right. He's talking to you as an athlete. How many of you know you're spiritually training? 
They do it to win a wreath that will soon wither, but we do it to receive a crown of eternal blessedness that cannot wither. That means this thing's eternal. You know what? Everything you do, remember I was telling them in the business thing, everything you accumulate in life, your kids are going to sell at a garage sale and not care about. I have news for you people. Your family heirlooms are basically being out in the front of your yard. <laughs> it's a God's eye street, right? This is, I, we got this piano over the house. That thing's a goner, bro. There ain't no telling. If my mother was watching, peace, and it's gone. I love you. Well, what are we going to do with this thing? Collects dust in the drive in the garage. Ain't nobody gonna play that thing. It's a piano. You play one? I'd give it to somebody if I could. I can't. But you know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, the right? And I'm like, these, these are heirlooms. You, how many got heirlooms at the house? How many got stuff you really down with? Your kid's gonna sell them things in the first eight minutes, man. You know it's true. You better enjoy it. You better enjoy that joker because that thing's gonna be on a lawn. Yard sale. I'm not trying to be only thing you taking with you is what you did for the kingdom. Can you come? Can you take something? In, you know, these people want to shove stuff in the casket. They ain't going with you nowhere. <laughs> Remember when you were lost? Remember when you were lost? Some of you were never lost. I was lost. They be shoving stuff in there like people are gonna take it when they get to heaven. They're like, oh, <laughs> like once they fall down in the dirt, they're like, oh great, I wanted this. <laughs> and they go, <laughs> no, bro, that's stupid. Come on, but come on, guys. I know some things are sentimental. I'm a nice guy. Jesus, good God, give me a break. But I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm smacking you around today. Come on, get with it. <laughs> Got to mortify yourself. Yes! <laughs> they do it for this kingdom. Now watch the next verse. It's so good. Right? What? What well, says? Eternal blessing the kingdom. Therefore, I do not run without definite aim. I do not box like one beating the air, striking without an adversary. This joker knows. He's like, I'm fighting somebody. Yep. Watch this. Keep going. But like a boxer, I'm buffing my body. He's like, I get in there, beat this thing, man. This Apostle Paul, this is the Bible. He said, I, this is the Bible. How many of you knew boxing was in the Bible? There it is. Well, come on. Y'all falling asleep on me. You better go to bed early, dude. Some of you go to bed way too late. You better get up. You gotta, are you with me? How could you not read that and think you're not going to be disciplined? Like a boxer, I buffet my body. I handle it roughly. You don't handle your body roughly, none of you. You want to comfort them. Oh, my little toesies. Come on. Come on. You don't want to go rough. Come on. What am I meaning? I handle it rough by hardships and subdue it for fear that after proclaiming gospels to others that I myself should become unfit to stand the test and be unapproved. And what? Rejected as a counterfeit. How many want to get in there like Rocky? Get in there. So I don't even want to come to this church another day in my life. <laughs> yeah, because I train champions. This is big boy church. Punks can't stay. They got to leave. Yeah, they don't want none of this. I want to go down the road where they have, like, you know, the thing and the thing, and the, there's a bulletin. You get a bulletin, and you go home with a bulletin. Yeah, go to the bulletin church. Okay, so listen. Put the, put the Romans one up there, and I got to go home because I'm about ready to offend somebody. It might be my mother, and then I'm going to get in trouble. Be good to your mom. That's nice hair, too. You got nice hair, too. He got hair like you. I like it. Yeah, you got it? I like that. Good. You got the Romans one? Look at this. Oh, come on. I know I gave you a lot. You know what it is? Sometimes I think, I think you know, when the Spirit of God moves like that, you guys are still... 24, I know you are. You're about the only ones that are good. Everybody else wants to go home. 
How long could this guy preach? How you trust me? I've already died and came back, so I got all day. <laughs> you still are working on the power of patience, where I have been crucified in the area when it comes to the Word of God. Now put me in traffic, and you will see another side of me you've never seen before. Because I'm a lot more normal than you think I am. And I might not be as saved as you think I am, too, in certain environments. But praise be to God, I'm still a work in progress. Amen? So hallelujah. For this is the hope that what? Of our salvation but hope, what does it mean? So now watch this. Are you ready for hope? This is what hope means, that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. Isn't that cool? Well, I don't see it. What good is, hey, just what good is this praying in tongue stuff and this walking in the spirit stuff? I don't see it. It's hope and faith. That's why you don't see it. Because what does he say? For why would we need to hope for something we already have? You seeing this? Now watch this. We read this the other day. You got to see this. This is life-changing, man, right? 25. Our hope is set in what is yet not seen. We patiently wait for it till it is fulfilled. Now watch this. So let's just say, now you got to get this. Look at me and I'm done. You're so loaded up for the stuff that you're hoping for, you're believing for, the change, the promises, whether you can play, whether it's uh, beliefs, uh, financial, family, life, everything you believe in God, everything you need, everything you want, every little stuff, everything you promise, every promise of God, every yes and amen, every comeback, every brand new life, every brand new season, every brand new relationship, everything you believe, making it, living it, God, change the life, everything you have. We're hope. We got hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope that does people that don't have no hope, they don't have God. That's what it says in the Bible. But look at this. Say, so how many of you got something you're hanging on? Pressing for it, pushing for it, wanting for it. So because our hope is set on what is yet not seen, we patiently keep waiting for its fulfillment. Now watch this. How many feel like sometimes in that place, I've been abandoned and I've been lonely. God, I, I don't have the promise. I don't have this. I'm, I'm battling this. I'm battling. How many felt like, oh my God, somebody stopped loving me. Somebody quit on me. Somebody did whatever. Whatever I'm at. Watch the solution to what he gave you because it starts in verse 26, he says, you got all this hope, you got all these things, you got all this stuff, but let me tell you what I gave you to help you. He said, and in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. That's why you need a man. That's why you spend the time in his presence, man. Come on, man. Look at this. Here, watch, read, look at this, look at this. I don't even got to look, look at this. What does he do? He's empowering my weakness. Let me give you an example. You don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on your behalf. Not just intercede. You know what intercede means? I'm going to go before God for you about what you need, and you don't even know what you need, and I'm going to make sure I pray it out for you. Jesus, good God. You can't mess this up, man. Pleading with God. Who's pleading with God for you? Holy Spirit. Emotional. He's, so, he's pleading so far, he ain't even got words to express how much he loves you. So there's sighs and groans that come out of you because it's him. He, he knows what you need. But you, you, you ain't got no time to get in that. You got no time not to get in his presence. You don't know what you're doing. Don't worry about what you're doing. He knows what he's doing. You just do it. Look, I'm talking to me too, man. Look, this ain't about you guys. It's about me. Stay in there longer. 
Stay in there. He knows what you need. Look at this. It gets better. Look at this. Look at this. He intercedes on your behalf. God searches the heart. Knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desire of the Spirit. So he knows what you want. He knows what God wants for your life. And he does like this. I know what you want, and I know what God wants. Because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us. His holy ones in perfect harmony with God's plan does it. So he goes, what do you want and what God wants? And he puts it together and then he prays the perfect prayer for your life so that you can get exactly and be exactly where you want to be. So God's plan and destiny could come to pass in your life. Look at the last verse. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. Man, what else you need? You're going to fulfill God's design purpose for your life. I don't know what it is. Neither do I. You first found it. Spending time in his presence because he loves you. Praying out the perfect prayers for your life. Come on, you're doing this thing. Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great today. Come on, I'm telling you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.